Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Okay, so I have a I have an OJ story. Do you want to hear the OJ story? Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Everyone's got their thing. Ahoy, hello, buenos dias. Not sayonara, shalom. Yes, we're welcoming you into the Fanatics podcast today. I am one of your hosts, David Magadoff, and the other host is... Claire Kramer. Hello, everyone. Hello, and we are so excited to talk to Mr. Greg Grunberg today of the fame of Alias and Felicity and Star Trek and Heroes and Star Wars and Stars Born and anything that has the word star in it because he is our star today that we're going to talk shine, to. Shine bright, Greg. And have a great time with. Uh, and he is fanatical about so many things, uh, specifically something that rhymes with the Ford Bronco. But I also want to introduce him as not only a star of all these wonderful things I said about, but he is also your husband in a previous film called Big Ass Spider, Claire Kramer. <laughs> well, technically, he's not my husband. He's wooing me throughout the movie. Oh. And then in the end, we kiss in that magical moment with the big pull away drone shot. So and then it alludes to the fact that you will be. We betrothed. reprised our roles as those characters in another movie called Tales of Halloween, where we did a cameo appearance. And yes, we were married in that iteration of the the characters in that timeline you know it's very complicated i don't have to explain these love things. is complicated Big Ass such a complicated movie i'm not sure you would get it no, but the important thing to remember is there's a big ass spider <laughs> and greg and i know i love I, I actually greg and i had a super fun time making that movie mike mendez directed lombardo boyer played opposite greg and he's a comic genius and greg was a comic genius and i I just rode their coattails and we're not sure that there was even a script to that movie. <laughs> we really, the, we really improvised almost the whole thing, I believe. And more importantly, this is the first guest that we have on the podcast that you locked lips with. So let's let yeah, that there's, be. Yes, that is true. There actually, I have not made out or kissed with a lot of people on screen. For some reason, a lot of times I end up playing the villainous character or the, you know, the evil, the bitch, if you will. And rarely are they romantically involved. So this was this was a new situation for me. And lo and behold, the day we did the kiss, Greg's son's entire baseball team showed up to watch. And like after one take, we're like, see you later. They <laughs> they scurried on out of there. The magic of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> but you hit a home run that day. See what I did? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> 
the baseball pun. <laughs> Not technically, because a kiss is only first oh, base. Gosh. So <laughs> I just meant a home run on the lips. But yes, Jeez. speaking of true baseball metaphors, Claire. Yes. That, yes. <laughs> I didn't get the green M and M. You got a single. You got a solid single. <laughs> I got a yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we welcome you to this wonderful audible experience that is the Greg Grunberg Ford Bronco podcast. Enjoy. Okay, welcome to this episode of Fanatics Podcast. Our guest today is the amazing Greg Grumberg. Welcome, Greg. Thank you. I love that intro. Let's do it again. He's the amazing Greg <laughs> Of course, you all know Greg from Star Wars and Star Trek and pretty much every other movie or show ever made. He's an oh, awesome please. actor, but we're not going to talk about any of that today. We nope. are talking about... Broncos, and not just any yeah. Ford Broncos. We are talking about the 1969, 1996, and 2021 Ford Bronco edition. And yeah, I cannot I'm a, wait. <laughs> I'm a car guy. So I was so excited when you said, well, you know, we can, we'll touch on this stuff, but this is all about what you're fanatical about and what you're passionate about. And it, we can either have a long conversation about food or we can have a long conversation about cars and trucks in particular and Broncos. So I'm I'm ecstatic. I have dialed into the Bronco and I have a personal Bronco history that Tell I would me. like to share with you. It reminds me of my dad. My dad was a petroleum geologist and he drilled oil wells for a living. We lived in Ohio. And so he would always have a Bronco because his trucks needed to be able to, you know, be used in the field and right. drive around in rural areas. And so all growing up, I rode around in a Bronco with him and I used to sit, this is obviously in the seventies when we were a lot more lenient than we are as parents nowadays. I used to sit on the spare wheel, which was, we called the hump. And I would always ride around <laughs> on the hump of my dad's Bronco. So that's classic. That is my Bronco story. Yeah. And now I want to hear your Bronco. Wait, love. wait, wait. No, we got to go back to this. We got to go back to this because I, I need to know what year was that Bronco that do you remember? Okay. I d well, we had, <laughs> there were several iterations of the Bronco. There was a blue and white one. There was a brown and white one. And then there was like a green and brown one. So he was committed. Oh yeah. I mean, it was like the truck. I don't, I would say they were, you know, eight early eighties, mm -hmm. you know, through the eighties. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Which is, a, which is actually, I, that's the only version of the Bronco. If you want to say version that I don't own. And I absolutely love Bronco. So I'll, I'll start back with my 69. Okay. Okay. Let's start I have there. This, yeah. I have, the, I have the 60 number. I've always loved this car. This is the Bronco is so Americana. It's, it's just, it's simple, but it's beautiful. And there's not a bad angle on this car. It's so symmetrical too. It's very square from every angle that you look at it from the top to the sides to whatever. It's beefy. And it's hard to mess it up. Like you don't see them lowered. You just see them either beefed up a little bit or, you know, sometimes people go a little crazy, but most of the time they look really good raised up with bigger tires or they look good or they look amazing stock. These, I, who knew that they were going to explode in value? I've just always loved them. So let me take you back to the absolute origins of my Bronco, my 69. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I sent you guys a picture, so I don't know if we'll, I we'll want put up your the picture origin so people can story. see. It. Okay, I'm pulling up what it looks like. It really is exactly like you said. It is a very boxed, yeah, car. It really feels like you're. Did they use this in the army at all? So this was Ford's answer to the Jeep. This was okay. Ford's answer okay. to a car that could go anywhere. Okay, so going back, JJ Abrams, my best friend, 
Uh, we're both big fans of those of those cars and those trucks. And JJ's wife, Katie, was having a birthday. And this is a long, long, long time ago, over 25 years ago. And JJ decided, I'm going to get my wife uh, an amazing Bronco. And so he said, Greg, you know, let's go. There's this place called Rocky Roads in Santa Monica. And they, they fix up Broncos and they have old Broncos. So we went together and we were walking this yard. And it was, you know, a, a few that were too expensive and this and that. But then we saw this beautiful blue Bronco. And it was sky blue and just... I forgot. What the, I don't know what exactly the color is. I should know what that color is, but it's it's just gorgeous. It's like Dodger blue. I say it's Dodger blue, and it's gorgeous. So anyway, he bought that, took it home. Katie loved it. drove it drove it a couple of times, and you know, just being a mom, and it's not a practical car. It sat for a while. Then he wrote Alias, and on the show Alias, one of the characters, Bradley Cooper's character, Will Tippin, had to drive a really cool. He wanted he wanted him to drive a cool car, and so he basically uh, sold it to production because they weren't using it. So uh, Bradley's using it. And, you know, back then it wasn't as, it was cool, but it wasn't as cool. And we used it on Alias. And then I, when the show was going down, I went to the transpo department. I said, where's the Bronco? And they said, oh, it's in the, the bottom of the Disney garage. It has no, four tires gone on it. So no tires, <laughs> sitting on blocks, no battery, no radiator, and, and, uh, and just covered. You can't even tell. It just looked like a bunch of boxes because it was covered and it was so square. So I uncover it and I see just gold. I'm like, this is incredible. So I make an offer. They turn down my offer. I make another offer. And we're talking pennies compared to what it's worth today. And uh, I had to do, you know, some work to it. I'm not a mechanical guy, but I have a, an incredible mechanic. Hold on, you got it. You jumped over the like, but then I got it. Yeah, and then I got it. I, I, <laughs> they, they accepted this offer that I put in and I was like <laughs> thrilled. Elizabeth, my wife, was less than thrilled. She's like, what are you? Yeah. I said, no, come on. This is my dream car. It needs a little work. Anyway, over the course of a few years, built it to what it is now. And it's been over 20 years. I've had it. Keep it garage kept. I really love this car. I've also been a huge fan of the OJ Bronco. I mean, that is like a, that's like pop culture, you know. He ruined it. Iconic. Yeah. I mean. But OJ well, ruined the Bronco. And But Greg, before you get into it. So, yeah. So I do want to talk about the OJ Bronco because it's incredibly important in the grand the Bronco, of the Bronco history, and the story. Origin, and yeah. Your, I'm looking at literally Google images of the 69 Bronco and I'm seeing one that I think is almost spitting image of what you're describing. Like there's literally a sky blue, Dodger blue, beautiful looking one. And that is so pretty. I'm looking at it. Isn't I'm going, beautiful? everything you're saying about it, I'm feeling, I'm feeling what you're feeling. Yeah. And then why, why did it change so dramatically that by 96, it looked completely different and lost all of the like beauty that it is I'm looking at right well, now. Well, because I think practicality set in. I think people, the era of SUVs, like that wasn't called an SUV. That was an all-terrain vehicle. And then all of a sudden they thought, okay, this is going to be, you know, something that dads and moms, and it's a station wagon of the future. SUVs took over and they realized they have to enclose this thing. Um, they still had the removable top. So they still kept that, that um, you know, that freestyle, that free top. style. That, that's like a Go. whole separate Line, is that in the 96 Bronco where you can where you have the soft top or you can have the hard top? Well, no, there's that's a specialty item for the soft top on the 96. Okay. But the hard the hard top comes off. So oh. Chevy Chevy has a truck called the K5 Blazer. And that the, the roof line, so he, you know, if, if the the top goes all the way to the front of the car and you take that thing off and the entire thing, just like an international or any of those other trucks, the entire thing is is convertible, which is so cool. Oh, wow. But the Bronco stops at the, um, 
basically where the the bar would like be, the roll you know, bar, the safety bar, the roll bar. Okay. Yeah. So right in back of the of the driver and the and the passenger, and then you take that off, and it's the coolest little short, stubby kind of pickup truck, the way it looks without the top, but the back seats there. I mean, it was, I had a friend of mine, Jeff Schwartz, who had one in high school. And so I was the 96 one or the 69 one. Well, the 69 one is com- completely convertible. goes all the way to the front. Gotcha. So you're saying the 96 one, you like the short stubby look. Yeah. I mean, I like them all. I like them all because they're so boxy, but to answer Claire's question on the eighties, like they transit and to yours, why did they transition? They just transitioned from something that was more military looking uh, to something that was could appeal to families and you could, you know, and also construction people and everything. So we'll see. There's where my dad came in. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And the eighties version is, I love it. I love the grill. I, I love the way it looks. Okay. 78, 79. I love that. We're getting so deep in yeah. a Bronco conversation. What is going on? It's, this is my favorite it, podcast di- It's ever. a deep dive into Broncos today, and we're not afraid to admit oh. it. Go ahead. So I'm <laughs> looking at the 1980 Bronco now. Well, look, don't look it, at the 80. Look at the 78 and 79. But you're telling me about the grill. The grill is very monstrous in the 80s. You're right. Yeah, but it, the 78, 79, it's even bigger. So all right. 78 and 79 is the biggest footprint for the Bronco. It's the biggest that they made it. It's very Hummery looking. Yeah. No? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it can be absolutely gorgeous. It's just barely going to fit into a parking spot at Whole Foods. I mean, you're not yeah, going to be able to get lucky. that. And definitely lucky. not Trader Joe's. <laughs> no. 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 But, Which that's some wizardry trying to get those as many spots in their lots. Like, what are exactly. they doing at the permit office to get that? The, the 60, by the way, the 69 through 76 or 77 which is what I own, that now there are companies that are making them all electric. Oh, wow. And a lot of companies. And they are absolutely incredible. And occasionally I'll see, like, Kiefer Sutherland came to my building and he, uh, I saw, I went in the parking lot and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, the most beautiful Bronco I've ever seen. Those things are between one hundred and fifty and dollars and $250,000. Wow. Yeah, that ain't happening in the Grunberg house. That's just not happening. Sorry. <laughs> but, okay, wait. So I know, David, you have questions about the 80s version. Go with your questions because then I've got a question. I'm actually looking at your car, the the 69 version, and I have a question about that one, but I don't want to usurp David. No, here. let's go with the 69 one because the 69 one is what you currently – how many Broncos do you currently – Yeah, I sent you pictures of three Broncos, I believe. That you own. Right? Yeah. I sent you a 69 – a 96, and then I plan on getting the 2021. Yeah, we're going to get the 2021 two, together, remember? Yeah, I, <laughs> yes, exactly. We're going to get a deal, Ford. Yeah. I own I own the 69, and I own two 96s. Okay. Um, and only uh, I only own the two 96 because I must have done a, a good, you know, something right as a parent because my two boys love and owned the, the Broncos. That's what they wanted when they uh, turned 16. You they were did like, good, you know, really good dadding there on those yeah, kids. Yeah, you, yeah, you mentioned yeah. you and JJ being huge fans of Broncos. I just want to know, on a scale of 1 to 10, what is your Bronco fandom? Where does it... Oh, I'm, I'm it, way up there. No, no, no. This is, this is, uh, this is you know... Whoa! I'm pegging. I'm pegging. I'm redlining. <laughs> You're redlining um, above the I, 10. Okay, good. That's good I, to yeah, know. Yeah, I love it so much. And, and Elizabeth loves it. You know, ours, the 69, you have to understand, the, the, the gear ratio on it, like... It's made for rock crawling and it's made for off-roading. And it's, again, it's, it's not that smooth riding car like feel. So it's a truck. So when you, when you're driving on it, driving in it, you're, you, I don't, 
love taking it on the freeway. I don't love taking it long distances. It's it's a real Sunday, Saturday, or I go to my my kids' baseball games or something. And you know, locally, I'll drive within five miles of my house with that thing. I love it. It can go anywhere, but I just you know, I, I just feel safer in something that's a little bit more reliable and not as old. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, okay, you've mentioned the boxiness several times and the fact that that like appeals to you, that framework, that sort of like style of automobile. But what specifically is it about the Bronco? Is it the Americana aspect? Is it the evolution? Because they have like, even if you look at the 98 right now, it looks outdated, but it, that was like cutting edge, in, you know, yes. in the late 90s. What yes. is it about the Bronco that you love so much that I'll redlines you? you? Well, I'll tell you what it is. So, so the, the light blue 96 that I sent you that I have, it's, it's, it's basically the same as my, as my 69 color wise. It's right. like, it, I just fell in love with it. I saw it. I was like, oh, Jake, I think this is the one for you. And my son was getting a car. And the great thing about these cars, these trucks, and this is what I love about them is the space. I get, and I never thought I would get claustrophobic. I, I had, a, I had Porsche. You know, I had uh, I have a BMW that I drive now that I can't wait to sell. I just want to sell it. I need, I want to have room around me. Basically, you know, I, I don't want even the the A pillar. I don't like the the pillars. I don't like them coming in on me. I love having room. The Range Rover. Oh my gosh! Like, but that's not reliable. I can't fix that with a hammer. You know, so that boxiness. I really, really love. And I've loved that style. And now, you know, driving it. When I was a kid, I loved the style and I love how cool it was. And also, every time you see it, the doors are off and these two girls are driving along PCH. I mean, it's like you see it in all the commercials. <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just pretend that the imagery that we've been raised with with Bronco, it's it's that car. I also have owned a, a Grand Wagoneer, uh -huh. a Jeep Grand Wagoneer with the wood on the sides. Love, love that car. Like, those. Why do you not Claire Kramer? You should be driving one of those. I know. I mean, I'm sitting here contemplating my own life in cars as do we're drive? doing this what podcast. Do you... Right now I have, when my dad passed away, I inherited his Jeep. So I have okay. his Jeep. Before that, at one point, don't laugh, but I had a Hummer. That was my car before the Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> Not I mean, the I... huge ones, the like the smaller size ones. The H3. The, the H3. smaller size. Yeah, yes. yeah. Because and you wanted to, ex you wanted to just uh, show everyone how big your penis is. Right. I get exactly. it. I get it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, what's the most obtuse car I can get in Los Angeles at this point? The H3, done. Yeah. And I got it Although, in red. by the way. It was in Hummer's, cherry red. You know, you know, Hummer's coming out with a pickup truck. Oh. The Hummer line, they're coming out with a brand new pickup truck, and I think it's going to be electric uh, to compete with the F-150 electric. And I think Bronco's coming out with electric, and I think they haven't told anybody yet. That's my... But, but I'm just actually, I am, I'm contemplating my life in cars because now my plan is I'm this year to get a new car and save the Jeep for my daughter who's going to soon be driving. Smart. And so I, I, I have a, a plan for that, but we could talk about that later. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, my wife, so Elizabeth has an SUV, big giant SUV. You have a million kids. We have a million kids. Yes. Our kids are big. So it's, it's a practical thing, but Elizabeth, just for the first time, we're, we're turning it in like tomorrow. I'm turning Great. it in. I'm, and I don't want to lease a car ever again. I hate it. I hate giving away all this money and then handing over the keys. So yeah. we're going to buy something that I think will hold its value. She's looking at F-150s. She's looking at a pickup truck because we don't, need, we don't need three rows anymore. And we, te- we do some gardening. We do some things. We schlep couches for my sons. I just moved him into a new place <laughs> Your in college Your kids are the today. moving age. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They'd be so, moving all about. Yeah, if you want your kids out of the house, get a, get pickup a vehicle truck. that will help. Yeah, open that. <laughs> um, okay, wait. So let's go back to the 69 Bronco, your Bronco. What are these two latches on the hood front? Are those for like So those or yeah, to so, hang your swimsuits, Claire, to, to, right. so you can drive them after you go surfing. for me to tie my children to. Right, so what not you're referring seats. to, yeah, what you're referring to is like in the 50s, 60s, 70s, all the the race cars and stuff, they had those little, you know, a, a metal thing that sticks up through and then you put a pin through it. So you can actually put a lock so no one can get into your hood. That's basically because you would have racing engine parts and stuff that people would want to steal so you can lock it down and also quick access to lift it up. The Bronco is uh, fiberglass. So there's fiberglass on the sides. There's fiberglass hood. It's a very light vehicle, believe it or not, the 69. Then they went to the heaviest metal ever with this 78, 79 and, and the, and ab- above. I mean, that's, that's basically what, what that's for. It's not a styling thing. It's practical for okay. racing, I guess. Not for me. I don't use it for that, but I think it's kind of cool. But it is cool. There. And then what are the, on the back wheel over the tire rims, which I love, which look like they're hammered on with nails. What yeah. are those two? They're not, they're not both gas gauge, like gassing tanks. What are those they two? Are. There's they two are. gas, yeah, two, two gas, tanks gas tanks in the Bronco. Yeah, genius. Yeah. I know. What's that about? Yeah, they did that. Um, Ford had that. I have. I also have an F one fifty, seventy seven F one fifty, a red, beautiful F one fifty that was in. Did you see Stars Born? Did you guys see the movie? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it was Bradley Cooper's car. Yeah, that was right? Bradley's. So I'm here. A little quick story on that. I don't know. We're mixing a little showbiz here. <laughs> Is that I'm driving the sh- the car to set. And I pull up to my trailer, you know, occasionally Claire and I will be lucky enough to park right at our trailer. <laughs> Most of the time, I mean, for, at least for me now, it's like, uh, yeah, those days are gone. Park over in the lot over. I mean, you know, but this was Bradley's, my buddy's. Well, like, a map. Pull right up to your trailer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's a shuttle that leaves in about 10 minutes. So right. anyway, <laughs> I, I, I pull up, I pull up to my trailer and Gaga's got a Lamborghini right by her trailer, of course. And Bradley's got a G-Wagon with that he drives that's just gorgeous. And I've got this old pickup truck. Peep, it was lunchtime. I came l- later in the day, crowded. People like, oh my gosh, look at this truck. It's so beautiful. Bradley comes out of the trailer and he's like, what the hell is this? And I said, what do you mean? He goes, I've never seen that before. I said, yeah, dude, I, I've had it for a while. You know, I haven't seen you in a little while. He's like, what? Loved it, fell in love with it. 
immediately calls Transpo over and says, that's my, that's my character's car. I want this to be the truck that we use in the movie. So, you know, that's the way it happened. So the main thing that I'm pulling away from this story is that whenever you sell this car one day, immediately on the listing is the car from a star is born. Yeah. So you, you literally just up the value of that car by at least, I don't know, five grand minimum. Yeah. No? I, I think Bradley Cooper has increased the value of all my cars. It's, it's his character's yeah. car from Alias. It's his character's car from, from uh, a star is born. No, I'm never selling these. These are, these are, Look, I always try and steal stuff from every show I'm on. I, like I, I have my badge from Heroes. I have, you know, from Big Ass Spider. I still have, by the way, Claire. I have the jumpsuit. Oh my and, gosh! And Keep my, it because we're making a sequel. Exactly. <laughs> you steal cars as well, or well, you at least you don't steal them. You get very good deals on set cars. Yeah, I try so. and hold on to them. I mean, I, I brought the the you know the red truck to that movie, but. The other way around, I just, I always, I love them. And it's also nice to drive it and go, yeah, this was something that I'm, you know, part of a, a part of my professional life that I That's fondly so remember. Cool. So we know you love the 69 and the 96 and the 2021. Are there years of the Bronco you hate? Are there just That's big a great moves? question. <laughs> yes. Where did Ford not get it right? I'll tell you right now, it's called the Bronco 2. It's the Roman numeral 2. Look it up right now. You guys will laugh your asses off. It, it is, right now. It's their answer to the gas guzzling. When cars were getting smaller, trucks were... Everybody was trying to do a smaller version of what they had that was successful. Oh, what? yeah. yeah. So 80, right? 83 is when it came out. Ooh, they're just not good. They're not they're, pretty. They're, they're like the short bus. They're short and stubby. They're yeah. not. So let me ask you, looking at that, I mean, really objectively, look at it. Do you think that that, because maybe I'm wrong, one day will be a classic? Hmm. I don't think there's enough differentiation in style to make it a classic versus the longer version. You know what the I mean? bigger, boxier. Yeah. The bigger, boxier. I think that if it had, if it were a convertible, or did the uh, well? Here's one where the top did the top come off or no? No. Yeah. Not see, the, too, yeah. if the top would come off, yes, then it would have the potential to be a classic because it would right. have a feature. But it's just it's like someone cut off the end of the Bronco and yeah, and the back, rear, left, and right windows they come up and they angle up, which is actually yeah. cool for the day. Impossible to find if you break that window. Um, but I I love the boxiness. The Again, that feels claustrophobic to me. I don't think that's going to be a classic. That's where I think uh, Ford got it wrong. And I think they got it wrong when they took, when they discontinued the Bronco after 96. Let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. So OJ's running away. We're watching, you know, NBA finals. Knicks are on. You're already sad as a Knicks fan because you know this isn't going to end well for you. Now this is happening. Yeah. Not that I'm speaking from personal experience. Yeah. But did you just see... Did you see it in that moment that we'll never drive a Bronco for a long time? Or did it uh, not hit you at that moment? Okay, so I have a I have an OJ story. Do you want to hear the OJ story? Oh, please. Absolutely. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. What what year was OJ? I feel like it was 96. That 95. chase was yeah. the finals of I think 97. I'm I'm pretty sure. Was... So 97. No, no, 94. Okay. Oh, 94. Lord. Okay, Hold so on. I'm, 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 looking I'm, eight, I'm 18 years old. Okay. I'm 18 years old, and friend of a friend gets invited. Oh, this is no before that. So this is like I was younger. 94, June of 94. Okay, so, finals. so yeah. a few years before that, um, our family gets invited to O.J. Simpson's house for the 4th of July. I don't know him. We don't know him. Uh, we did grow up. I grew up in the same sort of area where he lived with his first wife. 
And in that house where he lived with his first wife, they, their daughter drowned in the pool. Not many people realize that. He lost his daughter and she drowned. Oh. Now, that's very important to this story because it's, it shows just how fucking weird these people are. That we know of, and I never knew him, but I knew he lived up there near where I grew up. And I, okay, cut to years later, we get invited to this house and it's to this party. And this is a friend of a friend. But there's a lot of people there, and we arrive, and I get there with my mom. And we had heard that there was a rumor, if you walk into the party, if you do not jump in the pool, you're going to get pushed in the pool. That's a rule. That's a par- party rule. Jump right in the pool, because if you're not, they're going to throw you in the pool. And it's a weird thing to do when your daughter has drowned earlier yeah. in your life. So anyway, we, my mom and I are standing up this side of the pool, and we're looking around, and I'm like, I can't believe this is O.J. Simpson's house. This is crazy. Remember, way before anything happened, and we're standing there. And I'm standing basically at the edge of the pool, about a foot from the pool. And on the other side of the pool, there's this beautiful Persian woman. She, she walks in. I remember just absolutely gorgeous. My mom saying, Oh my God, look how beautiful she is. And she's wearing a white dress and carrying a purse. And Marcus Allen comes up behind her and tackles her into the pool because that's part of the rule. Now she's naked because she's wearing a white dress. She's in the pool. All of her belongings from her purse are floating <laughs> in the water. Oh my I mean, God. it's crazy. <laughs> And before I can even react, O.J. Simpson's head comes underneath between my legs and he picks me up and and goes forward. But my head goes back and misses the side of the pool, cracking my head open, almost, almost cracked my head open. I missed the pool by so little that everybody thought I cracked my head, including <gasps> O.J. He tackled me and, I, and I'm, I'm no petite flower. And so even back then, I'm, I'm a big kid. And I, so he, he, OJ does this like fake thing. Like I, I'll never forget it. I mean, I, I was so young, but I remember it, like he's an, like he's a lifeguard. He's like, I got him. He's okay. He's okay. Hey, man. And he takes me in and he, and he felt so bad that he invited me and my dad into the house to watch football with Marcus Allen and, and Al Callings and, and OJ and all these other people. I, I never forget it. Cut to the OJ chase. Now I know that's that's a lot. I know I love your faces because I know this this story is pretty great. The OJ chase is happening, and I'm at home, and my dad calls me, and all he says, "Are you watching what I'm watching?" And I said, <laughs> "Yeah, Dad." And he goes, "There is no way this man did what they think he did." And I'm like, "Why do you say that, Dad?" This man had me inside his home. We watched football together. And I'm like, what does that have to do anything? You watched football with him, and then he went out and killed his wife and an innocent person. What are you talking about? So that's my history with OJ. OMG, that is crazy. So then, so then I'm watching this. Imagine I'm watching this, and I don't know these people, but, but I've you, been around these yeah. people. Never talked to them after that day. I was a kid. But sitting there watching and knowing Al Callings is driving this car, the car is going about 30 miles an hour on the freeway. I mean, I, I, that was one of the most, I mean, it, it, was it a, is, it is so iconic. I remember exactly where I was when people were like, are you, turn the TV on. And this was before cell phones, by the yes. way, you know, this yeah. was like, you had to have word of mouth happening. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, or it was landlines. News, but remember it was on every channel and you're right. You called your friends and. Everybody knew he was going back to Rockingham. He was going back to the house that I was at for that party. So when he was going up the 405, or he was on the Santa Monica freeway going to the 405, remember people came out, they were on the bridges. They were, they were overlooking, they were waiting for him because they knew the route. They knew where he was yeah. going. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And so uh, it's so iconic. 
So what ended- did what did he do to the Bronco and the image of the Bronco and the brand within that chase? I think they knew there was probably a lot going on. He killed it. He killed it. But look, he killed it. it. Felicity cut her hair. Was it Felicity? Was it Carrie cutting her hair that made the ratings go down? No, there was also other stuff going on. So maybe there was other <laughs> stuff going on with the car. Maybe sales were dropping. But this was a reason for them to go. All right, let's let's stop making this truck right now. I hear that they were actually selling a lot of them prior to this. So I really think that they were like, we we can't be associated with a a guy who's killed his wife and you know killed two people. And I think that's what happened. Uh, and then you know, I'm it, sorry for my ignorance here, but is this 2021 the the first iteration of the Bronco since OJ? It's not the first threat. They have threatened to bring this okay. car back several times, but this is the first. This is the first time. Yes, this is the return of the Bronco, and it is glorious. It is beautiful. Like they, you know, what's good is. It's it's like it's like redoing re- rewriting a script rewriting a script getting pushed back pushed back pushed back on your schedule. The script is only going to get better the more you address it, you know. And the car, this Bronco, has only gotten better and better and better with every time that they've said, "Nah, let's pull back, let's pull back." I mean, this is a Jeep killer. And this is locked in. Twenty twenty one is it's done. It's out. Oh, I, I've already ordered mine. I put a hundred dollars out. They they sold out their pre-orders apparently. Yeah, they sold uh, out their pre-orders, and we can get out of them. You know, yeah. I, I I pre-ordered uh, the the Rivian, which is the electric pickup truck, and then I pulled my hundred dollars back. I was like, whatever. But at least I have. They say that they're not going to go over sticker because that's what happens when a car is this in demand. It's like okay, the car is forty two thousand dollars, and it's five thousand dollars over sticker to get it. If you have a reservation, apparently, we'll see. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart. Or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. Okay, so I got to ask you this. Do you drive a Bronco differently than you drive other cars? Is there is there a sense of something happening yeah, in, yeah, the gra- in Gregland? Yes. I mean, when I drive these Broncos, I get, I get this. I get this from a lot of people. Hey, how you doing? And it's not because they know me from heroes or whatever. It's because they love the Bronco. People honk their horn. I get offered all the time. Bozo, I'm, gonna, I'm getting gas, which is something you get. You, you spend a lot of time doing in a Bronco. But I'll, you mean the 69 one and the 96 oh, or just yes. the 69? No, one? both. And the 96? The 90, the 69 People really rarely do now because they know they can't they can't afford it. I mean, first but of all, it's so pretty. I don't mind. I, I can see that people are waving you at that one. But the 96 one, it, it's don't get me wrong. It's a very pretty car. I'm looking at it now. Your yeah. car. But like, are people really making offers on that one? Yes. 
but way wow. low ball, low ball. They'll, they'll say, okay. Hey, okay. Uh, my son who drives my, the other one that I have that you can't see right now, but, um, uh, Sam, he drives that and he's a baseball player. He throws his stuff in the back of the truck, you know, in the back of his pickup, loves it. It's raised up. It's got big tires. And, uh, he just had somebody pull up and say, Hey, I'll give you $5,000 for your Bronco. And he was like, uh, no uh, chance, <laughs> but at least not bad though for a car from 96. Quickly, yeah. No, know. no. These things are worth, so you can get a really deep, like if you said, like, I got to say, Claire, I mean, David, you guys drive in Broncos. It's a, it's such a solid car. So great. If you wanted to buy one, you, you have, it, unless you want to do all the work yourself, I, I could find you when I, I, I stay up at night watch looking through offer up and, and I just do, I, I look up, you know, on Craigslist. That's what um, I texted you the other day. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> yes, exactly. You're looking at like 10 to 12. If you instantly just want a beautiful one, $15,000 and you've got a, an absolutely gorgeous truck. That's not crazy. No, it's not. And it's going to go up, David. It's not like it's going down. So you you spend 10 on a on a uh, Bronco, you put another $1,000 into it. You always have to think, okay, whatever. This Little is things. wrong. This is wrong. Yeah. Little things. And it, everything's available. Everything. I put a brand new bumper. You should see. I'll send you the before and after on the light blue one. You will not believe it. Yes, I'd love to see that. No, I'm not kidding. You will not believe. My wife was ready to just go, I'm leaving you. What are you thinking? Okay, yes. How does Elizabeth weigh in on the Broncos? Like, where's her love? Is she at a three, four, five? Have you gotten her up to a seven, eight? Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly (laughs) right. She is, she loves the openness of it. And like I said, she, she's thinking about getting an F-150 now. Her friend, Karen, just just got one and she came over. I don't know if you guys have sat in a new F-150. I, I also have, I have such a problem with new cars. I have such a problem with that payment. I, I can't, the cars are so expensive. It's getting you from here to there. If, if I want to drive from here to Vegas, I can go to an Enterprise Rent-A-Car and rent a car, not put miles on my car. It's like, leases and and new cars they're so expensive so unless i'm going to buy something it's the first time i've ever in the last 15 years wanted to buy a new car is the new bronco that's coming out so then here's the question this is your first opportunity to buy and order custom your own bronco so what were the specifics that you put into this bronco that you now find for the first time get this opportunity so okay the bronco is in uh two door and four door I just am all about practicality. Uh, my red F-150, I wish it was a four-door F-150, but that would also make it super long. And I, the four-door means that I can have my boys, and if they're driving it, they can have their friends, and Elizabeth and I can go out. It, the the four-door also looks just so – it still looks cool. It does not it's look It's like a throwback big. to the 66 a little bit, right? Or the 69. 69. It looks yeah. exactly – and remember those things that you're on my hood, the side things? Now they've got uh-huh. grips. So that if you put a kayak or a surfboard on top, you can tie it down. They're, those are tie downs, but they're gorgeous. There's so many things. It's like a Tonka toy. You can, there's so many different things that you can add, so many accessories, so many aftermarket products, and they're, and they're selling in the mall. But David, to answer your question, they, 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 they came out with like the Badlands version and the, and the Black Diamond version. And, you know, each one of those is, is truly unique in that like one of them is for the ultra off-roader, not me. The other one is for this now. The base model is just not raised up enough. So I, I, I ordered the second from the bottom. It's, it's got a little bigger tires and it's four door. Am I ever going to take all four doors off of it? I don't know. But the doors store in the back of it. You know, they come with these, these pocket, these like sleeves pockets. So you take the door off, you slip it in this 
protected thing. That is thing. so cool. What's the color? I don't know yet. That's that's the thing that uh, my boys. Oh, like, yeah, the whole family. We're all. What do you think? What do you guys are you? You got to go with blue. You got two other blue. I mean, that's, you kind of got to go with a blue, like blue and gray, like maybe Can you a imagine, dark though, blue. Claire, if I got close to that blue, you know what I love is the new putty colors. I like, like that too. Yeah. Me too. Oh, yeah. they're gorgeous. What do you got? Hold on. You're both excited about putty colors. I've never heard of this in my life. What? No, explain to me up what a putty color is. So think, you've seen it. Toyota 4Runners. You've seen these pickup trucks and they're the new ones. They're like a putty gray or a, uh, a putty beige. They're okay, so beautiful. Really, really beautiful. There's also a Honda Civic that's just amazing looking, and it's that same sort of putty color, like clay yeah. color. I, yeah. I think it's really interesting that the Bronco has taken you out of used car purchasing and back into new car purchasing. So yeah. I'm wondering what that moment is going to be like for you. Is it going to be delivered? Are you planning a road trip to take this 2021 on? Like, what is the debut of the the Grunberg <laughs> 2021 Bronco. I haven't even fantasized about it. I mean, I think the ultimate thing would be to get it and load up the family, go up to Carpinteria and get a burger and sit on the beach with my Bronco. I mean, I, I just, I, I just want to enjoy it with my family. It's just one of those things, you know, it's like, I mean, Claire, every single thing that you do right now involves your kids. It's, it's forever. That's it. David, do you have kids? I don't. I have two cats. Well, there you go. So everything in your life is, <laughs> is, is, is you climbing on some carpeted piece of something mm-hmm. to <laughs> <you>. <laughs> like climbing trees all the time i'm eating a lot of lizards small lizards there you go is that okay that's okay is that all right yeah the thing that i love and that i don't feel bad about with the bronco the new bronco is i really do believe that it's uh it's gonna stand the test of time it just looks classic i i think i could pass that down from generation to generation i said the same about the challenger dodge challenger when that came out i bought one of those, they numbered the first 6,000 of them. They numbered them. Jay Leno got number one. I didn't claim or go inside to get anything. Mine was number 5,748, but it had a number on the dashboard. And I was like, this, I'm never selling this. This is going to be passed down. And I sold it. I sold it uh, three years later. I was like, I can't, I need practical. I need to be able to Mm. park at the supermarket and not worry about it. You know, I'm not that delicate guy. I'm, I'm more of a you know, get use out of everything I own, guy. It sounds to me like the car reflects, I mean, to use a term often used with animals, you've anthropomorphized the Broncos to, yes. you know, I mean, they're they're a reflection of you and they've taken on Grunberg characteristics and they're a reflection of your family, you yeah. know? And so it's more, it is sort of like a family, heir, uh, you know, use use the word heirloom for lack of a better term, but it's very meaningful for you, your kids, and, and your wife has been broncoed in. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, 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 look, I watch car shows. I love them so much. I I can't get enough of them. I learn from them. I love watching, you know, in other situations, be thrown away. A car would go to the junkyard or whatever, taken and and, and brought back to life. You know, some people spend a lot of money and they call them resto mods where they're going to, they're going to restore it, but they're going to modify it and they're going to put a Corvette engine into a Ford or whatever. I am all about just practicality. Everything that I own that I drive, first of all, they're they're cheap. They're not hard to, to buy. I, I want to have a car show. I desperately want to have a car show. I have a couple of I want of you to have a car show so badly. <laughs> oh my God. Let's organize it. There's you, empty parking you. lots everywhere I, right now, Greg. <laughs> I know. Exactly. No, I have, I have, I have two car shows. One I did a trailer for and I'll send it to you. And it's just, it's my fantasy. It's just the greatest thing ever. And it would be everyone else's fantasy as well. And then the other mm-hmm. is, is one that I'm calling, uh, follow that car because 
like you said, there's, there's a lineage, there's a history, there's a, a passion. It's a, it becomes a family member to a lot of these people. And you, you fondly have memories of where you got the car. And whenever somebody sells a car, they always wish they hadn't, mm-hmm. you know, most times if it's, a, if it's something that means something to them. And so to be able to have a, a show where we are detectives and we will follow, first of all, somebody buys a car and we want to go, okay, I want to give you the history of this car. Here, here are the people that have owned it. And we go back, we interview those people and why they bought it and what happened. And, oh, you got married in it. And, oh, this homecoming car, we paraded it around or, you know, and whatever. That to me, there's an emotion attach, emotional attachment to, to cars for me. And I think for a lot of people, and I, I, I really would love to capture that. I think it'd be a lot of fun. That is amazing. I like that kind of car show, but I also want you to have a car show where you just park your cars in a parking lot and we all walk around and admire them. <laughs> Exactly. Which is what I originally thought you were saying. No. I'm like, yes, you, let's do oh, it. Oh, car show. Yes. yes. Do you ever go to Cars and Coffee? So Cars and Coffee is something that's all over the country. And I, there's one out here in Woodland Hills and I and I go. It's pretty great. I mean, I, I got to say, you see all types of, last time I was there, I saw Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, wow. And, and, and she's walking around and I'm like, hey, but she's she owns like Ferraris. I mean, I, I, you can imagine. And we're all just admiring even the kid that pulls up in the beat up ratty old station wagon, but it's, 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 it's a station wagon. And we all love that car. We're standing there watching and there's all, there's three or four people from all different walks of life. And we all have a fondness and an admiration for that car. It's, it, it's a great equalizer. I love it. I love it. You, I mean, you just took the words right out, my, right out of my mouth. It is. The cars are the great equalizer. They're a necessity, but they are a reflection of your personality and, in some ways, your spirituality and your values. And, you know, that is that is <laughs> yeah. what this episode has kind of taught me about, about yeah. Broncos and cars, you know? Now, what you eat is what you are. What you drive is who you are. Kind yeah. of. But, but don't judge a person by their car. I say judge the person by their car. <laughs> like, here's the thing. Claire, I could absolutely see you driving a Porsche. No problem. People drive Porsches. If they can afford them, they drive them. And then no problem. But I see you in a Ferrari, I don't even want to talk to you. You're 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 just the worst. You're the worst. I see you in a Lamborghini. No, thank you. I see you in a Hummer. Thank God you got rid of that thing. Yeah. I'm telling you, there are certain cars that just reek of and and we shouldn't generalize and we shouldn't we shouldn't say, okay, yeah, that person is blankety blank, whatever. I I can't help but get over those things. When I see somebody who, like me, I, I also love originality. If I see somebody that has taken a car and it's and it looks like my 90s. I'm like, oh, that looks like it just came off the showroom floor. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan. So my final question, but is also going back. Do you remember the first time you were in a Bronco? And did that affect all of it? Or did you just see one one day and were like, I gotta have that? No, it's a great question. And I kind of I kind of talked about it a little bit, but my friend Jeff Schwartz in high school, he had a, a white Nine, I think it was like a 94, maybe Bronco. And he always had the top off and that back seat is open. And it's, and it's, it just, it kind of harkens back to like those old cars where it looks like the trunk and then the seat and it's a seat that folds up and it's like a parade. Like you're sitting back there. Like, what are you doing? This, it was open. It's such a, I just remember like Jeff, like during lunch in high school, like jumping in there and, and we'd go and it's so big, but it's not, it wasn't loud or obnoxious. It was just, just cool. There's something about, a, you know, just the, the freeness of getting in a car and just going, especially right now, by the way, like 
my wife and I, like, I will just get in the car. I, we have to get out of the house. We got to get out. Cars have saved me and from certain situations. When, when Jake, when on our first, uh, when he was a baby and he wouldn't go to sleep, we would get in the car and pretend that we were going house shopping. We had no money for a house. And we were like, let's just drive around and look at houses. And he would go to sleep in the backseat. I mean, how many times have you done that, Claire? It's like, I, I, they love the I, motion of the car. I cannot count the amount of times that I have done that with all my, I mean, there was a there was a point in time where I was strapping all four into car seats at the same time and driving around because I couldn't get anyone to nap on the same schedule. So yeah. I'd rather go on an eight-hour drive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love driving. I, I love, love driving. It. David, are you a are you a car guy? I am. I am really excited that you really love cars. <laughs> but what I, a politically correct. I am. A, I am a hundred percent serious, though, Greg. Like, first of all, I, I'm going to talk to you after this podcast because I have a great idea for a car show that yeah. we should do, and yeah. you have totally invigorated me to look at my Jeep in a new way and like keep it really cleaned up and nice for my daughter because it was my dad's car and also yeah. to find a car that like now practically works for our family a little better. So thank you. And I'm going to be calling you. I'm calling on you for help with that. Well, <laughs> when you guys hear the idea, I mean, it's like, who cares? I'll, I could just say it. The idea, and we did a trailer for it. When I send you the trailer, I mean, you're going to, you're going to go crazy. It's, it's called screen machines. And I uh, am such a fan of cars that have become characters in TV and film. And there's so many. If if you go to the I Internet Movie Car Database, I am... CDB. CDB. You <laughs> won't believe it. It's as big as the Internet Movie Database. Every car that's ever been on screen ever, they tell you what car it is. They tell you what... Or if you're like, what's the car from, you know, the movie, uh, whatever, you know, Christine. They're like, what's the Christine car? And you can look it up. It'll tell you exactly what it is. But anyway, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of like... The, the, you know, the, the, the VW bus from Little Miss Sunshine or the Jeep from MASH or practice, the cars that are affordable, right? So we start every episode by finding that Comic-Con person, right? They're finding, I mean, you're the perfect person to host the show with me, by the way, but, but because you have such, and if everybody loves you in the Comic-Con world, Claire, but it's like, imagine we find that nut job who just absolutely loves Little Miss Sunshine or loves MASH or loves any of these shows, you know, the Brady Bunch or the Partridge Family, or whatever. And we go to their house and we say, we're going to make your dream come true. And we find a bus and we paint it like the, like the Partridge Family bus. Then we redo one of the scenes, a famous scene from the, from the show at it. the end. This and is... then we, and then we hand them the keys and say, congratulations. Here's the ultimate fan, you know, uh, uh replica. Fanatic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love it. You know what, Greg? Every time I'm with you, we come up with like eight new concepts for shows, movies. Like, we end up producing something together. It's awesome. You are the most amazing guest. I cannot thank you enough for coming on this episode of Fanatics, where we talked about the 6998 and 2021, 96 and 2021 Broncos. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for letting me get this out. I've been been pent up. It's it's cathartic. Isn't it? It's it's it almost is. like a religious experience talking about what you love, and oh, I love it. you know what? That's what the show's about. So thank you so much for sharing your love of Broncos. Thank you guys. Thanks, Greg. Everyone's got okay, now I just want to know what the next car that we're all going to be talking about that someone got a getaway in. What's that car going to be? It's going to be the next. Get... It's going to be the next Bronco in like another uh, decade. Uh, of course it is. <laughs> I was 
was Googling Broncos last night, actually. I was looking up because I'm in the market for a new car. I really am. But it, I, I can't believe I didn't tell this story during the episode. I did talk about my dad always having Broncos because he worked in the field and riding on the hump and all that stuff. But here's a very funny story, or at least in my memory, it was funny, probably not to my parents. So I was probably 12 or 13 and my friend was over and... I somehow convinced my dad to give me the keys to his Bronco and he used to park. We had a big sloping driveway that came down like this. And at the end of the driveway, there was a freestanding garage, but he didn't ever actually pull in the garage. He parked in front of the garage. So anyway, just to set up the scene, he gave me the keys. I got in the driver's seat. My friend got in the passenger seat and I was like, dad, yelling up to the house, can I pull the car out? And he's like, sure. And all <laughs> I had ever seen my dad do was turn the car on and then pull the shift thing down. Now, I didn't know there was reverse drive neutral. I was 12, you know, I'd only driven, you know, a lawnmower or a tractor. So I, I turned the car like on. We all do at 12. Right. I Exactly. I turn the car on. I pull the shift thing down just all the way down and I press the gas and I drove right through the garage door. <laughs> and you have not seen. I mean, my dad flew down the steps because my house was like several there. You had to come down like a level to get to the garage since it like was on a slope. So he flew down the steps, got in the car. My mom comes out of the house screaming and my dad's like, scoot over. And we just he hops in the driver's seat. He backs out of like the garage, out of the wreckage, the wood wreckage, and he just drives away. And I remember we we stayed away for like four hours till my mom cooled off. I think my favorite part of that story is just his in his anger, he still said scoot. Yeah, he's like, get out of it. Scoot over. Get on the hump. Scoot over. <laughs> so that is my, I mean, I just love Ford Broncos. I'm with Greg. And you know what? He has also been texting me pictures of cars since that episode so and speaking of cars please tweet us at we are fanatics of the car that you love the car that you adore the car that you are probably sitting in right now listening to this very podcast this is david magadoff that is claire kramer the bronco is sitting in the showroom as we speak go check it out we'll talk to you next week on fanatics podcast see you guys next thursday Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I cannot wait for you to listen to the next one. So I'm just going to tell you all about it right now. It's with Katie Sackoff. Yes, you know her from Battlestar Galactica, Longmire, and of course on Netflix right now, Another Life. And we're going to have another podcast episode with her. Yes, she's going to talk about her dogs. She's fanatical about them. And we start to become fanatical about them too. Even if I'm a cat person. What? Check it out next week, Thursday. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your Fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Colin Baker. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. Boy, that's a lot. Four doors. A hood. Life is good. When you're Greg Grunberg. <laughs>